Heights and Bites Podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy My Miro, he's ordinary. There goes my Miro. He dyed his hair last week. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and hilarity that it deserves. That's right, I'm back. I'm EC Love, Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Right for the Light, is you. It's me. It's me. It's nice to have you back. To be back. EC Lublin. EC Love. It's exciting. Oh, Philadelphia. Will I ever see you again? I do. I do love it there. The poop of the horses. <laughs> hey, somebody has to. Somebody I mean, has to it's be the 2020 first now. <laughs> Who's to say that we won't all be eating horse poop by the yeah. end of the year? Remember when that was the worst thing that happened in a city? <laughs> Amateurs. Oh, shit. Anyway. Well, yay. <laughs> on to the wrestles. It was a very big week for AEW. They had the it last was. pay-per-view for a couple of weeks with the 2020 edition of All Out, but most importantly, their new show, Go Big or Go Home, which you tell me what that is, but Burt Kreischer, a very funny man and former travel log, travel channel comedy host, tried to explain what it was. All From what I can tell, it's a bunch of cars in a circle, and then people are lifting weights. So it's like American Gladiators, but a strongman contest, but who cares, but it's not wrestling, but... Uh, will there be women involved? I understand, like, at least Rosario Rosario Dawson. <laughs> She's a woman. Mm-hmm. It's a vehicle um, to get Rosario Dawson on TV more, so hey, it's already yeah, a I little mean, bit I'll of a win. I'll take it. I <laughs> like Rosario Dawson. I'm into that. Um, I do think it's very funny that Cody is a presenter on this show, because, mm-hmm. like, doesn't he run a wrestling company? And isn't he a wrestler? And now he's, he's presenting injured. a game show. But like, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. Um, I'm pretty sure Cody wanted to be a better Vince. But it's really turning out that Cody is just a second rate Miz. And like, <laughs> I don't, I know I'm going to be murdered on the internet for saying that. Coming. Right? I know, mm. but like. The the facts is facts. Like yep. the, the, if the evidence is there, my lord. Uh, I don't know if I can show you Exhibit A, Your Honor, uh, game show. Exhibit B, Cody and I'm sure Brandel would give their both of their right arms for a reality show. <laughs> like I'm just getting very strong Miz vibes, and I don't mean that as an insult. Miz is a hard fucking worker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miz does. Miz works hard for the money. So hard for it, honey. Like yes. he works for that money. Yeah, interesting. I mean, let's let's review. Matt Hardy gets injured, and we'll talk about that later. Comes back in his promos all about how I'm not done. I'm gonna work real hard to come back. This is not the end of me. 
Cody Rhodes gets injured, comes on TV <laughs> and says, I'm injured. Here's a game show. I like to say go big or go home. And since I'm injured right now and out of the ring, maybe I should go home. Or maybe not. Maybe we do something big. See, that's exactly what's happening here. This is something that's never been seen before on television. We've created our own quarantine bubble in Macon, Georgia to shoot the most extreme, most fearless, one-of-a-kind talent show ever. And it all happens here. Let me in. Anyway, all out happened. We've got new tag team champions. Now that FTR beat Adam Page and Kenny Omega. Yep. Uh, that happened. The two of them have officially split ways now. Kenny Omega said, "I'm I'm on my own now. I'm on, I'm out of here." Adam says that they can overcome it. Adam yeah. says it's a challenge that they can overcome. Mm. Um, it's some it's confusing storytelling. I'm right. Hi, my name is Lindsay, and I'm going to try and be optimistic and positive and upbeat about wrestling this week. Um, <laughs> Good luck. And it's it's going to be a challenge, <laughs> but it's one I shall rise to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find this storytelling confusing yes because they have been aw have been building adam page's heel turn or at least telegraphing a heel turn suggesting a heel turn over a very long slow burn build so you know it was the drinking and the not showing up uh and then the cheating so that the bucks wouldn't win their match and then it was Kenny that was beating up on guys after their match, which seemed confusing because, like, maybe are they both going to turn heel? What is happening? Who can say? And then Kenny causes, inadvertently causes the loss in the match against FTR. So you'd be thinking that that would be the impetus for Adam Page's final heel turn to be like, yeah, screw you. I've had enough of you guys. Now you've cost me my belts. And yet instead, though, he did a delightful little chat turn with Tony Schiavone. I don't know. I feel like okay. Let, I mean, let, I know. I don't know. I know. On the inside, I'm I'm just like everybody else, full of blood and bones and, and sure. Meat. But I uh, I feel like from head to toe, I'm just full of poison. Mark the date. I'm gonna be optimistic here, and say yes. I believe that they are telling a a deeper, more layered story about alcoholism. That that is the that that is maybe the heel of this of this angle. I mean, even in that, he's still, like hiding his drink. He's yeah. he. Well, I mean, he downed his drink. He's filled. <laughs> he he's, drank his drink. He's had his he highs. He hid it in his tummy. He's dealing with self-loathing. He's going to turn to alcohol, and it will get worse. The question is, will who's going to help lift him up or get him to a place where he where he can seek the help that he needs? So I'm willing to let it play out that i i feel like getting the titles off of them was sort of a necessary step oh my god it was so time it couldn't be clean quote unquote in the way that one of them didn't cost the other you would expect in that case it would be adam page because he couldn't keep his crap together it's more interesting to go the other way but there will be a time i and for me i'm not there yet where i will say this story needs to wrap it up so everybody can move on to other (laughs) things but for now I'm willing to give it a chance. And they both gave very good interviews. So there's nothing they did. quality wise. It's, it's all there. So I, I, I think, think we're not, just... we've lost the ability to be patient. We ask for longer storylines, yes. but then when it takes a long time, you just go, ah, come on. I think the issue for me has just been the flip flop nature of the storytelling. That is, sure. like, I don't, 
feel like I've been able to see a direct line through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what's more, made more convoluted by, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, um, made more convoluted by the Bucks involvement and their seeming heel turn. Yes. Uh, which is confusing because they threw Adam out the elite. So then it's like, but they are the heart of the elite. So are they now the heel? It's very, I think that's the part that's confusing to me. You know, I'm all in, <laughs> no pun intended, <laughs> on long-term storytelling. And I very much want to see this come good. Uh, I just don't want to see it get buried under the myriad storylines story that they have right now. Sure. Um, and to me, it is. It's wild to me to look at it from an outsider perspective as someone that is not invested in Kenny and the Bucks' careers and just say, these are just some guys on this show. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you don't know who they are or you don't care about their previous work, they're just yep. some guys on this show. They're not that even the best guys. They're not even nearly the best guys. So I'm very curious to see where we go with this. I'm very, very curious. I, I agree with it. I agree with that. I know a little bit. I know enough about them to be a little bit dangerous. Like I know sort of who they are so I can invest a a, a touch. It's because you said, know that it could be incredible because you've seen I've flashes s- of how great it could be. Kenny absolutely. in particular. Yes. You know, and that's, 100%. that's what's hard for me every week, week in, week out. And I'm like, where's, where's my Kenny? Where's my Kenny though? We'll, well get to that. We'll here- get to that. Some other uh, some other highlights from All Out are Orange Cassidy dropping Chris Jericho into a vat of mimosa to pick up his second straight win, and John Moxley beating MJF via via dirty pool, like just say like I'm gonna be dirtier than you. You can do whatever you want. He fulfilled the promise of his promo, and they gave a good promo afterwards. Mm-hmm. Moxley is a good promo. If nothing else, but he retains the AEW world title and now he's going to face what's his, what's his nuts. Lance Archer, I think is his next opponent. Sure. Why not? I mean, he just lost the TNT challenge, but sure. Let's give him, let's give him the world title. That's right. It's big boy challenge. season. Yeah, it is big boy season. You're right. It's mm-hmm. getting darker at night earlier. Yeah. It's, it's big boy season. I've seen the cards in the shops already. So yeah. big boy uh, season is upon us. <laughs> Also, as alluded to via song at the beginning of this episode, the huge news on Dynamite is that Rusev has made his return to wrestling in AEW, now going by his real name, Miro, and his new gimmick as The Best Man. He's not a best man. He's the best man, which means he is both the best wrestler and will be uh, seconding Kip Sabian at his upcoming wedding. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. Um, I popped... Like a great big baby, obviously, when I saw it. Because I was like, oh my god, Rusev. Um, and then, so I'm really happy for Rusev. I'm mm-hmm. so happy for Rusev. For sure. Mi- Miro. Miro, I will, not, I will not use his wrong and improper name. I'm so happy for Miro. Um, I, this very much feels like the next evolution of Miro. And this is the Miro that for sure is married to Lana with his bleach blonde hair and his Gucci Gucci Gucci. <laughs> Like, I'm like, look at you, look at you, you Yeezys. He's gone full Twitch streamer. I mean, let's face it. I know, but it was just like, oh, he's wearing the Gucci tee and the Gucci pants and the Yeezys, and he's got the bleach hair, and he did a real good job of that promo, apart from that tiny bit in the middle where he just kind of seemed to get distracted a little bit, but then yeah. got right back on it. 
10 years in the same house under the same glass ceiling with an imaginary brass ring. <laughs> well, you can take that brass ring and shove it up your ass. That's right, my name is Miro, and Elite recognizes Elite. Elite recognizes the best. And I've read so many interviews and listened to so many interviews where he said he was so angry that he wasn't allowed mic time and he wasn't allowed to do comedy stuff as well as big boy season stuff. So I'm pumped that I think they're going to let him do all of that. I am personally selfishly sad that I'm not going to get to see him in like New Japan or somewhere where I could have seen him do some like badass awesome wrestling because I don't feel like that's what I go to AEW for. Uh, in general, but you know, maybe he will. Maybe he'll do that too. I don't know the ins and outs of his contract. We'll see. But I feel like he's gone here to... <sighs> this is where I'm not going to be able to say as positive as I would like. I feel like he's gone to AEW for the same reason everyone from WWE goes to AEW to say, stick it, Vince Popper. I can do the thing that you said I couldn't do, which is why everyone goes there. Um, just getting really tired of yep. watching former WWE talent show up and go, wahahaha, I'm here now. It's like, well, he fired your ass, so presumably he knew you would do that, or at least suspected you might do that. But sure, you let business daddy have it. You tell him that you don't care that he cut off your allowance because you're getting an allowance from another billionaire now. And I, I've also just started to feel really, really, really bad for all the indie guys that signed with AEW thinking this is our chance to make something new and different and to finally have a TV platform and do something new when they are all now just being drowned out by XWWE. Moxley is heavyweight champion. Brody Lee is TNT champion. FTR are tag team champions. These are all people that have come in from the WWE after AEW started. Jericho's your top like, heel. But that's the thing that really got me this week. I was so happy to see Rusev and Miro. And then the second after he went off screen, I'm like, whose spot did you just take? Like, whose spot who's been here for a year waiting for their chance to fight Jericho or Cody or Bro, you know, fight for a belt? Whose spot did you take? Because you don't sign Miro and then leave him in the middle. I, it, that's the thing that makes me so sad. I think it just started out being something so great and it's very, very quickly just turned into something that just feels like pettiness. And I'm well, a petty bitch, but you know. Speaking of pettiness, it's time for me to introduce <laughs> the sizzling, scorching, number one on the charts and number one in your hearts segment on the show. Lindsay tells us what's going on in that AEW women's division. Lindsay, take it away. So at All Out, there were multiple women on the card. Yes. Progress? Right? Kind of. Um, so there were two women's matches and one mixed tag match. Mm-hmm. The mixed tag match, fine. Brandy and Ty Conti were in the Nightmare Family versus Dark Order match, which I think we were all like, oh, this is a match, because by that point, the pay-per-view had been going on for a very long time. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh, I see you have decided to go the opposite way to WWE's more recent 
options and just make this last for 17 hours. Cool. Okay. I'm tired. Um, so that happened. It was fine. They were there. Uh, I was pleased to see women represented. So I was happy with that. Um, the other two matches were Shida Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker, Big Swole in a tooth and nail match. I believe it was. That match happened. And it happened in the dentist's office. So it was shenanigans. Reba slash Rebel was also in that match, which is another woman. So we're at a count of seven women. Oh, uh, which is very exciting. I don't know if it was very good. And I say that as someone who loves those women very, very, very much. But I do wonder if it was hampered somewhat by it being Brit's first match back and her maybe not being quite 100% full capacity as to what she can do, what we've seen her do. So I'm going to give that a pass as shenanigans. But if that's the blow off of the, if that's the end of that feud, I would, I would be kind of sad because I would love to see them have a real match in a ring with wrestlings. Um, that's how I felt about that match. But then the Thunder Rosa Hikaru Shida match was amazing. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was my favorite match that I have seen from the pay-per-view. It was my favorite match that I've seen, I think, maybe from any AEW women's match. It lasted for, like, time. It was time long, which is so exciting. They let them have multiple minutes in which to tell a story and be brilliant wrestlers. So that's great. Um, and then you'd think that would have followed over to this week's Dynamite, but it didn't. So, yeah. But hi, my name's Lindsay. I like wrestling and AEW women's wrestling confuses me. I might get that on a t-shirt and then I won't have to say it every week. That's uh, our new, yeah. new merch. Yeah, new merch, new merch. <clears throat> they have signed Ty Conti, who I yes. think put on a really great showing in uh, the tag uh tournament that no one saw because it was just on youtube on mondays but did it you know, end yeah it ended yeah don't tell me who won um, i, I kind of don't ever well, want to yeah, know i'm sure you don't care so i don't want to know <laughs> and I, it didn't mean anything or have any impact as far as i can tell on the division whatsoever so i shouldn't worry about it they certainly didn't. So Did they win one of those um, plaques you get from YouTube where you get a certain number of subscribers. Oh like my they god! Just... They should have just given someone someone else's gold play button. Uh, no, they <laughs> they wanted there was a trophy and then they got a medal. On to NXT. We've got a new <laughs> champion. Finn Balor beat Adam Cole to secure his second Woo! NXT championship, uh, joining the ranks of. Um, Oh my God! Samoa Joe did it twice, and Shinsuke did it twice. So now we have three two-time champions. Adam Cole whoop, whoop. falling just short. Very good match. Love the psychology with the knee. Hate the coup de gras. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. He didn't finish with the coup de gras. He didn't finish with the coup de gras. It wouldn't finish anybody. It doesn't. <laughs> he has to. He has to land safely. It's not his fault. He has to land safely. I know. I get, he's doing his best. Well, this is, is not... the thing. It would finish someone if you did it for real because it would kill them. Yes. <laughs> so I don't, that's why. I don't think he could do it any better than he does it. I, I'm saying this is not an insult to him. It is just an odd move to have as a finisher. Well, because it looks good. It, it's, it's one does of those, it? I think it looks, it looks impressive because you jump oh. high and you land on someone and most times he doesn't fall over. So it looks cool. Like, and it looks dramatic. And it's that, like, he's going up top and everyone can get excited and get on their feet. 
because it's got that build. And I, we've discussed this previously, how I don't enjoy moves that have big setups. But apparently I will make exceptions for people that I love with all my heart and soul. Sure. That being just Finn. And I do struggle with it. Um, but when Finn does it, it means I get to look at him. So I like him. Well, you also you also got to look at Rhea Ripley defeating Mercedes Martinez in a steel cage match. I did, and match. I liked looking at them too. It was very confusing two hours of my life in which my sexuality was challenged several times, which That's is good for do. all of us. That's good for all of us. Um, I thought it was a great episode of NXT all round. I it really, was. really enjoyed it. The dinner Super party. Super Tuesday part two. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's they should call it Super TWO's day. The fact that they didn't. <laughs> I don't know who to talk to. I'm available for marketing consultation, you know I mean? for goodness sakes. You would work there for a week, and then they would have to let you go. Um, That's right. But, yeah, I I really enjoyed it. That cage match, I just thought... I loved the Finn-Adam Cole match, but I am obsessed with that cage match. Like, I also am going to enjoy referring to Finn as the champion <laughs> for the duration of his run, because that's on the table. I'm not going to leave it there. Um, and dick cam at the end that just like shone the camera right up from his penis to his face. That's right. That I assume he asked for. Um, <laughs> but then the cage match was fucking sublime. Mm -hmm. It was chef's kiss. Awesome. Very violent. So Very violent. violent. Mm. But to be that violent and aggressive and balls out for the duration but to still play with the comedy element of Robert Stone and to make that work, I just, when I see what WWE can do with their women and then I see other companies fail to do it, in the words of the children, I cannot even. Well, uh, let's move on to okay. WWE. Sure. And a moment that we've all been waiting for. Let's stay with the ladies. Uh, last week, this is, uh, this is of course being recorded on Friday, the 11th of September, and the previous week on the 4th of September, we got the moment we've been building to for months and months and months, where Bailey and Sasha Banks, after an unsuccessful bid to regain the women's tag titles, Bailey lost it and attacked Sasha and turned on her. She did on SmackDown on without a pay-per-view in sight. That's right. Interesting. Hmm. Um, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt because they've been doing so good. I thought it was well done. I thought it was great. I'm glad it was Bailey. I mean, to me, Sasha is a natural heel and I want heel Sasha all of the mm -hmm. time. So I'm hoping this is a heel v heel feud and that they don't push Sasha into a babyface position because I don't think she's great at it. But I also don't want Bailey to turn face yet because... Okay. Heel Bailey is the greatest. I think I have bad news for you. Shut up. Shut up. I no. Think I, have, I think I have bad news for you. No. Uh, no, Hal. Sorry. It'll no, work, if you don't though. say it, it won't be true. It'll work. How about Will that? It? Okay. Oh. Speaking of I people turning heel. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of heel turns happening right now. We got Bailey turning heel and then Cedric Alexander joining the Hurt Business. Sure. And turning on his buddies Ricochet and uh, and uh, Apollo Cruz, and the Viking Raiders showed up. Maybe was that why he was wrestling with them a long time ago, or did somebody just remember? There's no way. I I can't believe that they set that up. 
months and months. I and just months think ago, somebody pre-COVID. remembered that they work there. I think someone saw them <laughs> in catering, eating a turkey leg, and then they were like, "Wait, wait! You're not just here to be in bits with the lady from The Bachelor. You do wrestles." And he was like, "Oh no, I do, I do, I could do that. We could, we both do, we both do, we could both do wrestles." We bought our gear. Um, yeah, I think they are. I think they're always in their gear. Our I just kit. don't think they ever don't live in their gear. Um, but it's a clever moment for them to remind everyone that they work there before they get released, like authors of pain, um, who I assume have just been showing up, and then maybe just stopped showing up. I'm like, did they get released or did they just stop showing up? Hey, they were, I would have been inclined. Uh, yeah, the two babies. The two big babies. Overgrown. But big then babies. they were like, we're going to put them in suits and they're going to be cool and badass. And then they took that gimmick and gave it to um, NXT to, oh, I was going to say Elio Fantasma, but he's not that anymore. But you know where I'm going with that. They gave them the cartel gimmick. So AOP lost their gimmick. So now AOP are, are no more. They are authors of, of nothing. Um, but yeah, Viking Ghost Raiders. Ghostwriters. <laughs> Good money in that. Don't, don't knock it. I won't. <laughs> that I'm could available. be the Maybe that will be their AEW name. They'll be the Ghostwriters of Pain. Possible. Um, like, I mean, I'm happy to see all these men working. I want to see all these men work and make their money every week. Sure. I was sad to see Cedric Alexander turn because I love Cedric Alexander. Seems like a nice chap. <laughs> he needed a new direction, though. Hopefully this will get him some. People have been clamoring for more Cedric Alexander. You're about to get it. Be careful what you wish for or be grateful that you wished for it. <laughs> also, the Iconics after being forced to split up, had their first match against one another, and Peyton Royce and Billy Kay put on a long, emotional match that really told the story of how long they'd know one another and how well they knew one another. I'm just kidding. It was filler. But, hey, they hugged at the end of it. Fuck you, WWE. Fuck you hard. Yeah. Fuck you, fuck really you, fuck hard. you. How they dare hugged, you? And Peyton whispered into Billy's ear, I will help you out with money when you need it. And <laughs> I will make your car payments. I think that's what she said. Um, I hate it. I'm so mad about it. I hate it for thousands of reasons. Mostly because of Peyton's shitty new entrance. I'm like, you're going to want to work on that, babes. You've known this has been coming for like five years. And that's the best you could have come up with? Like a weird lunge? Like, No, absolutely not. Um... <sighs> Because if I'm anyone else on that roster, the second I'm in a feud with you, I'm just going to come out and push you down and you're going to break your leg. So I, I hated that. I just, I hate it. I'm so mad about it. I hate it. I love them together. I know they love being together. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Well, it's like if you went to like a, a show, like separate Abbott and Costello shows or something, it's like, I don't want to just see Abbott. I don't want to just see Costello. This is horrible. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Well, here's something maybe you'll love. Roman Reigns has his first challenger for the Universal Championship, and it's his cousin Jay Uso. Now, look, I think this will be a, a this has the potential to be a a very good, two great match has the potential. But I have a request. Oh, for one night only. I know we're in the Uso Penitentiary. We don't like to go back. We only like to go forward. Can we bring back the face paint and the the dance, the entire like Samoan. Uh, that entire Samoan opening to really hammer home 
the point that Reigns is turning his back on everything and everyone who ever loved him to become the ultimate heel. Wouldn't that really sell it if he's like showing the fact, like, I'm going to show you where we came from. Here's our family lineage. I'm into watching this happen. I'm, I'm very down to see uh, how this goes. I think I'm very excited about this build for Roman. I'm very excited for this. This is my soap opera. This is my favorite soap opera moments. Where I'm like, oh, a good guy gone bad and he's going to beat up his cousin and Paul Heyman's going to be like, enough, Roman, that's enough. And it won't be enough and it'll just keep hitting him in his face. <sighs> Maybe Naomi will come out. I don't know. I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> well, if all of you are excited, don't keep it inside. Share it with us. You can keep the conversation going on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord. Four options, links to which are in our show notes. When we come back... We're going to talk about the dark side of pro wrestling. Who knew that existed? This is Tights and Fights. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. And together we host a podcast called Still Buffering, where we answer questions like, Why should I not fall asleep first at a slumber party? How do I be fleet? Is it okay to break up with someone using emojis? And sometimes we talk about butts. No, we don't. Nope. <laughs> Find out the answers to these important questions and many more on Still Buffering, a sister's guide to teens through the ages. I am a teenager. And I was two. Butts, 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 butts. No. <laughs> Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we're going to give one corner of wrestling a little extra attention. This is our main event. Let's get ready to rock! Whoa! <laughs> well, it didn't take long for both major televised wrestling companies to make awful PR decisions in the same week, so let's talk about it. First, on Friday, WWE told its talent that they have 30 days to cease any and all work with third parties. What it first looked like was no more YouTube, Twitch, Cameos, or any of that unless Daddy Vince gets his cut. Now they say they will allow people to have some of those things if they use their real names. Either way, it feels super vague according to everyone who's commented on it. It's so short-sighted. Such a short-sighted business decision. To say, I'm not making any money off of this, therefore it's bad. As opposed to saying, I have independent contractors, independent contractors in my employee. They are not employees of the company. I do not provide health insurance, nor do I uh, provide a regular guaranteed salary. If there's, you know, if there's, I know there are minimums, and I know there are many stories of Vince paying for medical bills and rehab and stuff. He looks after but, the boys. As a pure, it looks after the voice, as a pure business decision to not look at that and say, all of this third party work, none of which I have to pay for or finance, is increasing the profile of people who, with whom I am working. And if their profile is raised, people will want to watch them on television. They are creating a platform where for free to me, the business, they can promote the things that I am having them do, putting their bodies in the line of harm. 
And yep. and that is a pure numbers decision. People in business make short-sighted decisions like that all the time. They'd rather they they'd step over a dollar to pick up a penny. And that is what this feels like to me. It is unquestionably stupid. Um and to me very confusing. So I happen to know through a friend of a friend who works for an agency who does a thing that a few years ago, a couple of years ago, WWE hired them to come in and brief all of the talent on social media best practices. Mm -hmm. And that's when everyone's Twitter account appeared. That's when everyone got their Twitter because they were told to do it. Uh They were like instructed to have social media presence and they were all given media training and they were all given like a whole day everyone came in for a day uh it was a great time to be me because the texts i was getting from the friend of a friend were magical of all these people just sat in a conference room with their arms folded watching a powerpoint about how best to use twitter my greatest day of my whole life i would have paid good money to be there which i'm sure Vince would have taken um because i want to be there when seamus is learning out how to tweet like that, that would have been a grand old day uh, like take out your phone now it's the little blue bird tap that you know like i want to be there on that day so i know that they are social media savvy i know that they have encouraged their independent contractors uh to engage with it now obviously someone has explained to vince how much money there is in these things and he has decided he would like a piece of that money. I think the you have 30 days to take it down is a threat that he will not exercise because I think he believes his independent contractors uh, are so cowed by him that they will just pony up the 10%. But it just begs too many questions. How is he going to make the 10%? Is he going to demand that all of their revenue goes through WWE. So like if you have a Patreon, if you have a YouTube, you obviously sign up and you give them bank details for the payouts. So are they, is he going to demand that those bank details go directly, those payouts go to WWE and he creams off his 10% and then pays it back to the talent? Is he going to expect them to share their paperwork and then pay him, which is insane? Because they're saying they're taking a 10% management fee, right? Like that's the wording in it, that the that WWE will act as manager and it's a 10% management fee. You don't just walk into someone's house and say, I'm the manager now, give me 10%. It's like, what are you doing for that 10%? You're doing nothing. And I'm sure in his mind, he thinks I created them. They owe me for that. Mm-hmm. No, no, pal. That's not how this works. You didn't create this content. You have nothing to do with this content. Very little of this content is wrestling related. Was Kana-chan TV wrestling related when she took Alexis in for a service? No. Did I watch it all the way through anyway because Kana is delightful? Yes. Do I care that it's Oscar? No. Is that how I found it? Absolutely. Does he deserve 10% of all her future income because of that? No, he fucking doesn't. Fuck, go fuck yourself, Vince. Do your own cameos. I'm going to, I hope Vince goes on Cameo and I'm going to buy a Cameo from Vince and I'm going to get him to say something terrible about himself and he'll do it because he loves money. So uh, boo, boo to this. I don't know if that was clear about how I feel about I, this. No, I agree, this. You, I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. It's ridiculous and it's dumb and it looks bad and it's good that it got out. Like people, 
should be aware of it. Will it ultimately change anything in terms of the number of people who watch? No. No, it won't make That's a blind bit of difference. Yeah. And I will also say I don't, I didn't love AEW taking pot shots at it on screen because I'm just like, the whole punching up, punching down thing is getting tedious to me because I know we say, well, AEW's punching up because they're the little guy punching up at the big guy. AEW is not the little guy. They have a, bil- a questionably moral billionaire behind their scenes too it's just that their contracts are different and they're not going to take money from their twitch stream i bet if they thought of it first they might have like the idea that aw is morally superior to wwe is is a fantasy in every which way uh if everyone unionizes which sweet jesus why isn't it happening right now aw isn't promoting that aw isn't recommending that their wrestlers unionize aw isn't saying here everyone have healthcare if you wrestle for us they're saying here have healthcare if you do spreadsheets in the back but they're not saying anything different it's it's just i i didn't like it i i find it tacky i found it really tacky speaking of aw be better speaking of aw let's during the sammy guevara matt hardy match from saturday Matt took a spear off of a lift that was meant to have him land on a table with crash pads underneath. But he cleared the table and smacked his head on the concrete. AEW insists they put him through concussion protocol right afterward before letting the match continue. And after that, he went to the hospital where he was cleared of having a concussion. However, he is injured, gave a... uh, Of the top promos in his career, this did not make the list. It's so amazing to be in an arena with a live audience, real people, and to to feel and just revel in your emotion. You are a part of our magic. Thank you. Shame on you, AEW. And that's not specific to Matt Hardy. The issue here is this, like, grit and grind. I know I smacked my head, but I need to continue. Somebody needs to be the adult in the room and say, you're done. Well, that's what's so strange to me is the adult was in the room and the adult is his wife who was not shy with her feelings on social media. And that's why we love Reby. And I was going to put Reby over this week. That was going to be my thing with like Reby taking Matt to task publicly on Twitter and taking fans to task and taking Brian Alvarez to task and saying like, no one says a word about this or how great my husband is because he 1000% has a concussion. He's in the hospital and I'm afraid. And that was stupid. And he's an idiot. And I cannot believe they allowed that to happen. Go fuck yourselves, AEW. And then she showed up with the baby. Both of them wearing masks. Oh, my God. My only thought is that she showed up to make sure he did it. Like, that's the only reason I can, like, logically believe why Rebe came. No. Is to make sure he said what he was going to say. Because she didn't look proud or happy. She was shaking her head at him all the way through the promo. Um and I wonder, I mean, I, it's wild speculation. Who knows? I, I would love to know how many conversations were had in that house of her saying, you are done and this is it because I don't want my husband to die because we know Ruby and we know she's not shy of her thoughts and feelings and she was not shy of her thoughts and feelings on social media this week about what happened. Um, it was a disgrace. It is an absolute disgrace. Yes. The, Tony Khan says he doesn't have a concussion. Matt Hardy never said he doesn't have a concussion. Tony mm-hmm. Khan said he doesn't have a concussion. What else injury, what other injury does he have that's stopping him from wrestling that will mean he can come back? Again, speculation. We don't know because they haven't disclosed what injury he might have. If you were watching IBS. it. <laughs> I mean, it happens to the best of us. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, that will take some time to come back from. <laughs> Just uh, shit my britches, please, RT. Finish it's britches, and that's on the boys, literally and figuratively. So <laughs> that's for them to deal with. I, if you watched it, and I, I watched it a couple of times, and now I never want to see it again because it no. made me feel physically sick. It was terrifying when he hit, and it was more terrifying when he continued and could not stand up could not maintain a vertical base like he was falling all over the place he looked disoriented sammy literally carried him through the few minutes to get him to finish i am shocked and stunned and appalled at everyone involved that did not just end that match then and there Tony Khan said he doesn't have a concussion. Tony Khan was like, he'll be back on Wednesday to compete. It's going to be great. And it's like, no, he'll be back on Wednesday to say, I I fucked up. Um, But guess what? I'm not done. I'm coming back. I'm coming for that belt. Uh, While his wife held their infant child and shook her head in frustration or whatever. I don't want to speculate as to how Reby's feeling. Reby's usually very good at letting us know how she feels. Uh, I'm just so upset about it. AEW has not been shy of flirting with head injuries yeah, ever since its inception. chair shots to the head. They they don't give a shit. They don't give a they shit. Don't. They're bringing they back don't. this bullshit fucking late 90s, early 2000s, backyard wrestling, fluorescent tube bulbs. Fuck all that shit. Fuck it, yeah. fuck it, fuck it. We don't, it has no place. And it comes no from place. the top. That comes from the top. It doesn't happen once. Or it happens once and then it never happens again. But it doesn't, it just keeps happening. They keep doing it. And I know that was a trick gone wrong. That was a stunt gone wrong. But speak out against it. Say that went wrong and we're taking action to make sure it doesn't happen again. Don't say, he's absolutely fine. He doesn't even have a concussion. Everyone calm down. He's going to be back this week. It's going to be awesome. Like It's not awesome. It's really scary and it's a man's life. And he's got three kids and a wife. And I don't want him on pain pills to try and get through it because I don't want any of my wrestlers on the pain pills because I see what happens when my wrestlers get on the pain pills. I don't want him to have concussion syndrome 10 years from now. Like, I, we don't know what this is going to do to that man. And it just, it really, really hurt me and it really, really scared me. And that, more than anything else, turned me off AEW in such a big way this week. Not that it happened, but the way they responded to it as a company. They're doing it's a great job scary. competing with WWE. They're, They're doing really a fantastic job. Yeah. Can we stop doing this? Where is there a nice promotion where no one gets hurt and everyone's allowed to do their own YouTube? And I know everyone at home right now is shouting like shimmer at me and stardom at me. And I'm like, yes, I know. But like, why, why is it that to be on TV, you, you got to be a dick? Like, why is that yep. the rule? Like, you want, you want major network television presence? You got to hey, be a dick. It's Chinatown, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> If you have any thoughts on what we've discussed, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Discord via the links in our show notes. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you will enjoy. This is Tights and Fights. 
Hey, I'm Jared Hill, co-host of the brand new Maximum Fun podcast, Fan Time. And I'm Travel Anderson. I'm the other more fabulous co-host. And the reason you really should be tuning in. I feel the nausea rising. To be Fan is to be a big fan of something, but also have some challenging or anti-feelings toward it. Kind of like Kanye. We're all fans of Kanye. He's a musical genius, but like, you know. He thinks slavery is a choice. Or like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Like, I love the drama, but do I want to see black women fighting each other on screen? Ew, to the nah, to the nah, nah, nah. We're tackling all of those complex and complicated conversations about the people, places, and things that we love. Even though they may not love us back. Fanti, Maximum Fun, podcast. Ow. Ties and Bites, podcast. Ties and Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Hal Lublin, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kelk. This week, we are ending the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. Lindsay! It's been a rough week <laughs> for mm-hmm. choosing something. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, would have, I would be putting over the cage match because I truly did enjoy that, and I thought it was a masterclass in how to do that and have it look so violent and aggressive and incredible but everyone got up and went home and had a lovely cup of tea and i'm sure we're fine um but we've already talked so much about that so i want to put over something i mentioned a couple of weeks ago when it came out and now i have seen it i really want to recommend it to people and that is the you cannot kill david arquette motherfucker documentary <laughs> no is that what you were gonna put over yes let's put it over together let's okay let's do it together, together. Yes, because we can work together, unlike all wrestling. Yeah. Um, I watched it. I'm going to watch it again real soon because I felt like it's a lot to take in on first viewing. Mm -hmm. And I really want to watch it again. And it just made me want to call David Arquette and give him a big hug. I haven't got his number. I can't do that. No. But if I could, I would call him and I would say, David, I respect you. And I think you are an honorable, admirable man. And here is a big hug. Yeah, he, the the redemption story in there and his path from from being like a, he's a joke and object of ridicule in the wrestling community and watching him, like what that did to his career. And really, I, I remember when it happened, and it's so confusing and weird then. And it really wasn't his, you know, what do you do? Say no when you, you have no idea what you're doing. You're trying to promote a movie at the time with the company that is making you its champion during their death rattle. And you are seen as, I don't know, like the Yoko Ono of WCW, maybe. Like that was the nail in the coffin. Not true. They were already, they were already well done before that. But. You know, it's he has a complicated life, and to watch him work to earn respect is is incredible. The places he goes to train and the people he meets, and of course, it features a friend of the show and and uh, and Mount Rushmore uh, Mount Rushmore worthy guest R.J. City. So it's nice to see him on there. You get to see Jack Perry on there. You get to see Luke Perry. It's just I might have cried. I may have cried yeah. twice. I cried more than once watching it, but when uh, Luke Perry appears, I did cry. I straight up did crying. Um and yeah, you, I, it's remarkable 
piece of filmmaking. Yeah, and I also want to add, I watched it with Jennifer, who is not a wrestling fan at all, who during the more violent bits, of which there are a few, had to cover her eyes and look away. She did not want to see it. But overall, she really liked the story of it. So if you have someone in your life who is not a wrestling fan, this is an interesting way to introduce them to the business and sort of what it's about, at least from a certain angle. And it's just a great story, and David Arquette is an eminently likable guy and his family they're all wackadoo hippies which is really entertaining and fun and the, the living siblings are are in there you get uh, to which see courtney really arquette nice. courtney cox arquette sorry. courtney cox courtney arquette cox, is in formerly, there formerly courtney cox arquette now just back to courtney cox now but courtney, courtney cox, cox is in there and yeah. i thought that was that spoke just degrees to his character also that's like his ex-wife is in this thing saying yeah. great things about him and showing her respect for him and so maybe I'll watch it again. But yeah, if you're listening to this somehow, some way, David Arquette, like, I think you are the best. Yes. Fantastic work. Come on the show. Let's talk about it, for goodness sakes. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk, along with me, Hal Loveland. Lindsay, your book is now available oh in my North God, it's America. Out. Can you believe it? It's been so long. Um, in excited. case you missed it, it's out. It is out in bookshops it is out on the internet you can ask for it at your local library and they will get a copy and you can read it through the library you can read it on your devices you can read it however you dang well please um but yeah i'm really excited it's out it's getting really good reviews which is exciting um has a bunch of good reviews on amazon already and it was featured in us weekly this week yeah it was which is so exciting because I'm now I'm like celebrities they're just like us that's how I feel now every time I do anything in the house <laughs> I'm like Lindsay's pouring milk into her tea celebrities they're just like us and that got tiring for Jeff after like the third time so um, <laughs> please buy the book in case I end up getting divorced and have to make a settlement thank you Nightmare fans guess what the sandstorm uh, a show that toured many years ago is finally getting the live streaming treatment it is going to be streaming live this uh, Thursday which is the 16th 12 13 14 15 16, 17th of September ha 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 math is fun it is the 17th of September for tickets and more info check out Night Vale Radio on Twitter. But I am appearing in this show in a part that was written just for this show, this live streaming show. I never toured with Sandstorm, so this is a brand new Steve Carlsberg part that I have not even seen yet. I assume I will see it today or tomorrow. Uh, and you will see it, oh, not next week. It's, I think it's in two weeks, actually. Look, get all the info at Night Vale Radio. This is why I am not the walking billboard for it. You can find more information on Twitter. Goodness, do some research, people. Our producer is Super Julian 3D All-Star Burrell. Senior producer of Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music, so we're putting him over for that. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Links to all of those, yeah, they're in our show notes. And if you love what we do, remember to hit those five stars on Apple Podcasts and share us with all your friends. Thank you so much to the Max Fun members who make this show possible. And hey, everybody, buy our t-shirt wear us on you we'll be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.